Hey everyone, welcome to episode six of the Dear Jenna podcast. I am so excited today because I am having my very first guest. Um, I struggled with who to have on first to break this up and I definitely want to keep these episodes as much as I can short and 30 minutes, but we had so many good things to talk about that we're going to be releasing these episodes into two parts. So today our first guest ever on the Dear Jenna podcast is Carol Tuttle. Carol is a educator, an author, and a healer. She has designed a energy profiling system that I swear by and that I parent by and that I view the world. And it is really incredible for getting to know yourself and getting to know the people that you love. We're going to talk about her book, The Child Whisperer, which is definitely my parenting Bible and all manner of things. I'm very excited and can't wait to jump right in. As always, you can email me, dearjennapodcast at gmail.com with any questions, stories, any advice that you need, and we will address them here on the show. All right, so we have who I deem a celebrity and many believe, I mean, you are an actual celebrity, Carol Tuttle. I guess enough eyes to see you on the internet, you become well-known, you get called a celebrity, so... Well, you are I'm not me. walking around the grocery store like I'm some celebrity, but, but I forget. Well, you should. But more <laughs> importantly, Carol to me is a healer and she's an educator and she empowers thousands of women and families to live better lives. So that's even better than a yeah. celebrity to me. Yeah, so, that's true. Maybe that's why I don't relate to the celebrity thing because I say, really, what difference do they make in the world? <laughs> yes. And you make you make it. And so my story with Carol goes way back. My husband's childhood best friend. Tanner Brown married Carol's daughter, Anne, and we've obviously been friends for years. And I started hearing about, you know, Carol from Anne and I had no idea the work that you did before that time and, um, how much impact you've made and since made on my own life. So Thank you so much for my very first guest on the podcast. It feels very fitting. If you have followed me on Instagram at all, then you have heard me talk about the child whisperer. So we're not going to get into that first. Let's talk first about what you do and kind of what, what the energy, what the, what the types are. Okay. So energy profiling is a body of work I started to create in 2004 and I was introduced to some other profiling systems that got my attention. I'd never been into like Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram or anything, they were always too complicated for me. Too much investment of my time and study to make it useful. And that makes sense to me now, knowing I'm a type three, that I have to have a quick turnaround for something to be practical and make a difference in my world. So you can guarantee anything I put out in the world is going to have that appeal. Get to the point. That's what a three wants. Yeah. And so I... (laughs) felt really, um, more than anything, it's like I'd been given an opportunity. I'd been called to put this information out into the world. It really felt like a mantle had been put on me to say, this body of work has never been taught in a way that it can be extremely useful and life-changing and continue to help people. It's sort of had its own little niche that people have followed profiling systems. There are always four categories in profiling systems. So I thought it was fascinating that I saw some common themes um, and I started to explore this. And being in the world of energy therapy and energy psychology at that point for over um, 13 years, I saw it differently. I didn't see things as personality. I saw it as energy and movement. 
And as I started to learn about these four, I was told very, very quickly that this body of work I would be inspired to create would be called energy profiling. I was sitting at my kitchen table. The word that that title came to me right there. I was told it'll be called energy profiling. And at the same time, I was developing the um, fashion side of it, which is dressing your truth. And I was told right there in that same, just sitting there at my kitchen table on the fashion uh, piece will be called dressing your truth. And I wrote it down and you're to call the four categories, the four types, energy types. And that became sort of the working um, skeleton of now what I was going to create as we know it now, the four types of energy profiling. And it became very popular very quickly. You could only learn it from me at a live event um, do that up until 2009 when I wrote my first book, It's Just My Nature. And then I had- Is that the place you want people to start? Not necessarily. Mm. I think they complement, the two books are really a must read if you love this material because they cover things differently and you get a better, you get energy profiling is an easy system to learn at a glance, but then unless you really study it, you'll, you'll go with it in a place that's not correct. You'll think- Things are a certain type that aren't. See, you'll you'll misread things. You'll depend too much on yourself to fill in the gaps, and you'll make errors with it. Especially if you think you can profile people. You know, yeah, there's a lot of missteps people take without really studying this information. It's a fun thing to study. So I wrote it's just my nature in 2009. I was now launching online courses where we taught it. That's when we launched our very first Dressing Your Truth course, which, um, you know, a big portion the en- at the entry level of that course, which was a paid course at the time, you had to learn the four types because you had to know your type to know which type to dress in that system. Uh-huh. But what I started hearing um, now from people is, will you please write a book for kids? We need a, a parenting book. Just over and over. That was the next big demand. You know, we need to profile our children. Because I so, would, I would teach that the parents would be accidentally wounding their children, unbeknownst to them, without this information. So let's start. I'm going to interrupt you really quick because let's start with what the people. I actually hear quite a bit. Like, why should we profile our children? Like that sounds negative. Well, yeah. You know, to people, they're like, oh, we don't want to put them in a box. They're bigger than you know. You're, Tell me why this serves them because they already come with this. What I've learned is personality is created throughout our lifetime. Nature is an underlying um, quality of expression that we're born with. We are born with this intact. We're We're not categorizing children based on we think they should be a certain way. We're identifying who they already are. Yes. We're giving ourselves a a lens of interpretation, basically. It's really my. I have 11 grandchildren, uh, two to... 14 in age. Everyone, my oldest daughter has four boys, one of each type, a type four, type three, type two, type one in that order. I jokingly said to her a couple of years ago, um, you know, do you tell your kids, okay, act a certain way. Grandma thinks she figured something out. They are textbook, textbook (laughs) to their type. Yeah. I couldn't make this up. I mean, Children express this, and you've got to understand I'm not look, what we're looking at when you get into the four types, which I'll explain real briefly what they are. You're looking at universal expressions of nature. 
how you walk in the world, your how you can profile babies based on the different sounds they make, mm-hmm. how their eating patterns, their sleep patterns, uh, how they move in the womb. It's about movement. That's where people have to go deeper than personality and look at this as a quality of expression that we see everywhere in nature. Yes. It's all over. And what's interesting, once you learn it, and you probably had this happen, you kind of get obsessed by it. Oh, I'm obsessed. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And from what I understand, we're all four types. We just, yeah. we, we're predominantly. Your dominant should yeah. be really, really your key, um, who you are in the world with your secondary, giving a little bit of uh variable to that supplementation, you know, it complements it or adds different flavor to it. Parents too often will try and profile their dominant and secondary in a child. And I just say, don't even, if you, all you knew was your child's dominant energy type, you'd have more information than the average parent Mm -hmm. to help raise a successful human being that's living true to themselves. Amen. I, I really cannot express this to me, the child whisperer, the work of energy profiling that Carol does is my parenting Bible. I've hardly, I've read other parenting books, but to me, this is it. This, this is foundational. Any other book will give you strategies for discipline or very niche issues that you need to deal with, but it all, I would think you'd filter it through knowing your child's type then to say this approach that this author's teaching, how can I make that work for this type of child? Right. See, so this is a base level knowledge of your children that they'll show you on the back of the book. I say, you know, in fact, I've got a book right here because the joke was children don't come with a manual and I'm so bold, you know, so type threes have a lot of confidence. Um, so I said, <laughs> people joke that children don't come with a handbook, but they're wrong. Your children are the handbook. And they give parenting advice daily. And that I wrote the book then to translate what they're telling you so you can read it and go, oh, and you'll take things that uh, behaviors, character traits, just things they do that used to bug you. And all of a sudden, you know, their type and all of a sudden you're endeared to them. Oh, isn't that cute? You know, look, they're living their truth. It completely changes your opinion. You're like, oh, look at them being themselves. Yeah. And as we see our children, the reason why this has served me so beautifully is I see their gifts more than I see them as their weaknesses now. Right. I see how, and while I'm in the thick of it, you know, and we will do a whole section for our friends and for me on type three boys. But when we are in the thick of that experience and it all, it feels so negative and forceful and the energy is just Mm -hmm. unmanageable almost, I feel I can project and see how this will serve my children as adults, you know, right. and I can see better how those gifts will show up for them. Right. And, and that's what I well, love yeah, about the, it. The irony of it all is I've spent 30 years in a career of personal development and helping adults heal. And a large portion of what they're healing has to do with what they weren't allowed to live yes. in their childhood. Yes. So, you know, ultimately if we all put this to practice in our parenting strategies, you could get rid of the self-help industry in a few few generations. (laughs) Yeah. And healing them heals the world and the planet and each other. I mean, I work with, you know, online, my adult community is massive and the healing that they're doing always goes back to that childhood shame. Absolutely. Because of what their parents didn't know. You know, type ones get told, well, should we go over the four types real quick? Let's go right into the four types. I can tell you they're, they're sort of the... 
the gift they have and then the disadvantage they face and yeah, how they so, get told they're wrong. You know? Yeah. So what I thought we'd do is just kind of go over briefly the four types and then we'll kind of move into the child whisper aspect of things and answer some questions about each one as a okay. child. So type one, and again, I'll refer to it as a movement first. It's upward light, random, spontaneous, uh, up and out. If water were expressing in type one movement, it'd be boiling, bubbling, rising up, evaporating. Just light, light, fresh. A type one child is called the fun-loving child. They have a social connection to the world. That doesn't mean they're going to be the party people always. It means they thrive with interaction. They don't like doing things solid. You know, if they're going to do a chore, they'd rather do it with somebody. Yeah. If they're going to do a craft, they'd rather do it with somebody. They like the connection with people, and they can connect, disconnect. They have a brightness to their face. They have very animated, youthful. They'll always stay youthful in their appearance all through their adult life. And so their gift is ideas. They have that upward light energy that brings in ideas and the energy of hope. We can do it. It's possible. And that gets them in trouble a lot because they're the yes of humanity. Yes, yes. In fact, I had to teach in the um, lifestyle community and in some uh, I, at a re an event a couple of years ago, I taught the type one breakout session and I said, how to say yes to your no. <laughs> <laughs> I understand this on it's a like, deep level. Yes. yes I'm going to say no to that because you're going to want to say yes to everything first. Yes. The I'm going to say no. no to that. Yeah. But they um, are, we'll get, they love fresh new ideas. They love the newness of something and the the development of something. And then when it gets mundane or routine, they can lose interest. And so they'll drop the ball on things or they'll overcommit. So they get told they're not responsible. They will lack follow through if something doesn't feel light and fresh. If it gets heavy, serious, there's no, it's very hard for them to move into a project when it feels very heavy, like homework for kids. You know, if it's really a stern, strict schedule, they have, they're suffocating to their energy. Mm -hmm. They just, I have a favorite story that I've told for several years, a mom that the type one son, he was not getting his book report done. She was frustrated. She, that the beauty of this is once you understand your child's type, you get all kinds, I swear there's type angels inspiring you to give you clues to what you got to do with your kids. You get these hits. Oh, I just, These got, intuitive I just got chills. I've never heard type angels and it's so true. Well, you just suddenly yeah. are like inspired. Yeah. She had the inspiration. You know what? I'm going to read him the questions. He'd read the book. He just didn't want to sit down and finish all the questions and write a little synopsis. She said, you walk around the kitchen table. I'll read you the questions and you tell me the answers. He was up. He was moving. He was interactive. They had it done in less than a half hour. Mm-hmm. She assisted him in that to get the movement going. He then sat down, wrote the synopsis, but see, they were stuck. And she was just, you know, sit down and do that. Sit down and do that. You know, the whole reprimanding thing. I think we get stuck in those those ideas as parents. Like we sit and do our homework. And that's, you know, one of those revelations came to me with my type three son is I grew up in a household where you came home and you did your homework right away. Strict. Which was, which was torture for me yeah. because it was like, oh, I, I got the idea of it, which is like, you get your stuff done, then you have fun. Well, if you're a child. Yeah. Fun isn't necessarily an activity. It's a feeling. And right. so anything that we feel light and buoyancy and, um, and 
a freshness, a hope with, we're having fun. So you can have fun pulling. We Type ones bring that energy. So they, they don't, you don't have to think of how to create fun. You allow, you support them in being themselves. They bring mm. that energy, but don't think of it as a outing or an activity. It's a, it's a lightness, a feeling of brightness that just they giving bring. them that space to be yeah. who they are and they'll bring yeah. it anyway. Yeah. My son Quinn is a one and he's yeah. just a good time. Yeah, I have two type one children. I was playing my son, who's uh, my very youngest son. He's type one. He was in high school. Um, he's adopted and we were playing ping pong and we had like a movie going on in the same room and he's watching the movie while he's playing ping pong and he's creamy. He's beating me. Like, I'm like, we got to turn that movie off. <laughs> the, the dis- what would have been a distraction for others was stimulation for him. He was and he actually it. performed better. Right. He's That's like, amazing. He kept looking over and then he looked back at the ping. I'm like, Oh my gosh. You're like, no, I'm a three. I'm distracted. Like, Let's He's the done. same one. In the first few years he lived with us, he was a foster child for a little bit. He comes home and I had given him some money to go buy. I can't remember what it was, but he goes, am I in trouble? I donated $25 of that $30 to some fundraiser at school. You know, <laughs> it's as much fun for a type one to go to the dollar store and get a bunch of little gifts, wrap them up and give them to their friends they love that. as to get the gift. Absolutely. They would love doing that. They yeah. love sharing. Putting a smile on someone's face is their, they love that. I love that. Really so did we talk about it. their, should we get into their, well, their kind challenge, of the challenge the for the parent is that, um, I have a story in the book. I think it's in the book, but, uh, cause I have so many stories from parents, but this mom, she would keep saying to her type one child, well, Everything can't be fun and games. And she said, I realized in his world, it needed to be fun and games. And I need to learn how to support that. Because again, it isn't mean, well, you're always going to be off playing video games or goofing around. It means you need to be enjoying yourself. You need to be upbeat. And they're, they're just squished. They turn into adults and they're taught that they're silly and immature and they need to grow up. Hmm. They hear this so much. Probably the number one thing they hear is to settle down, stop moving, sit still. Yep. Because they do that. You can tell a type one, they'll kind of bounce their knee. They'll tap their finger. They'll have to create some movement somewhere. Right. So just to put them into some solitary activity for long periods is really tough. Difficult for them. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to type two. Then we're going to, I know the moms are going to be anxious to hear how do we best support each type, but we'll just move through the types well, and, and then I, we'll get you there. Know, and we've got all, we've got... Hours and hours of content on the Child Whisper podcast as well. Yeah. So, you know, if you're really stuck on something, I we're, am sure I've covered it. <laughs> we're going to talk about all the places you can find Carol because she is start on with the, the book. Start with the book, yeah. too. And we did get a discount code for your readers. Yeah, let me look that up while we move on. I think it's just I, Dear I it's, Jenna. Yeah, I think you're right. I'll look it up. If you go to the childwhisper.com forward slash Dear Jenna, You'll get the book for, and you put in the discount code, you can get it for $15, which is cheaper than Amazon. Yep. That's what it is. Let me, she, Uh, and it is on Audible and it is, um, on Kindle as well. We're always in the top five parenting books on Kindle. It's really popular on Kindle. So type two is a downward, soft, subtle, relaxed energy. If it were water, it'd be like a flowing river, gentle. Mississippi River is a good example. It's a deep, steady flow. It's powerful, but calm. 
So it has this ability to just um, make, you know, they used it as a commerce um, transport in the 1800s mm-hmm. was one of their main channels was this Mississippi River. So this calm, subtle, relaxed, steady doesn't mean weak. There's great power to it. But they're they, very grounded people. Yeah, they're they're very tuned in to just this comfort of the space, the people. Comfort is their uh, their connection to the world is emotional. They feel their experience in the world. They feel first before they think. Almost they have to be learn to put words to their feelings. And we don't live in a world that's honored feelings. It's only in the last 20, 15, 20 years that feelings have kind of gotten their proper attention to say, we need to, you know, allow children to feel their feelings. We, all the recovery and stuff of the nineties on up. (laughs) And well, maybe that's something to do with feeling something. (laughs) Something we went wrong here. Yeah. Maybe it's because we were all told to stop being babies, you know. Yeah. Stop whining, stop this, stop that. Now, type two children, their gift is they have a gift for tuning in to details and creating like the steps to get somewhere. This is, you know, the next step, like laying down steps to get somewhere. So they'll ask questions and they might seem sort of uh, skeptical or in their questioning can get, I know that gets difficult for some parents because there's never an end to the questions. And, but their goal is to put it together in their own mind and a, a plan to, that's how they move forward. There's a plan in place. My daughter, Anne, who you've mentioned previously is a type two, and she's such an asset to me because she takes care of certain things in our business that I have completely no interest in. Mm-hmm. And I have two type two children raising them as a type three mom. It would have been probably for them more than any of the kids. My knowledge of them being a type two would have been most serving to their needs. Okay. To sit down with them, to just be with them, give time, make that physical connection, touch, you know, the hearing them, giving, being patient as they wouldn't express, you know, takes more time for them to express themselves. I've certainly made up the difference now that they're adults and we've worked out a lot of the early childhood stuff that just didn't happen for them because they know they can be super honest because I'm not one of those moms. You can't read this stuff and then go, oh, you know, guilt yourself. I get you nowhere. Just go, let's put this new knowledge to work and let's use it. And I always say it's never too late to be a great parent. I love that. Never. I, I mean, that. my children are adults with their own children, and I'm still parenting them. And the and when it comes to valuing who they are, absolutely acknowledging their truth and supporting it, you know, absolutely. And a type two. I mean, Anne, and and I'm married to a type two. You yeah. instantly feel. I do at least. I think maybe all types would right calm around yeah, them. You feel their. Um, they have that kind of the energy of a hug feeling. They they unfortunately are told too often that they're shy, and that's not really the case. They just need more time to gather details, to get familiar with a setting or people, to then branch out and extend themselves. They don't do it like a type one child that can just jump right in. 
and Yeah, it's connect. not like they're not adaptable, right? No, they can be. They, they just take more time. Yes, they just need a little more time. Familiarity creates comfort. Comfort creates safety. They move. They put themselves out. Right. It's that simple. So a mom that's redirecting them, like, here, jump in the car, like, in, like, pushing them. Yeah. No, they're like a turtle will go in their shell or they're whining. Whining is the second language for a type two when they're under stress. Okay. Every type can whine, but type twos, especially if they're not being heard, they're being pushed too much. It's rattling. Like to be rushed. Mornings can be, take on that environment of rush, rush, rush. Where a type two needs a plan. They need to know a timeline, they need to be given more time for getting ready for bed. You can't just throw stuff at them out of nowhere. Okay, now we're going to do this. You know, and they're just like, oh. And that can feel jarring until you know about these types right. and you can say, oh, yeah. well, I can see how my energy presents itself and how it could directly. Do you have con- a type two child? Confl- I don't think I do. Yeah. But you understand with your husband. I understand with my husband. I can't yeah. change the plan very quickly. I, I talk too fast for him often. Yeah. Uh, I get impatient with him because he won't hurry and respond or right. fix a problem between like us. Right when you, like if you'll say, will you do this? And he says, yes. Well, that in your world means you're going to get now. off the couch right this second. I meant now. <laughs> and he's like, like, whoa. But over time. Now I asked work, the question, what would be your timeline on that? Yeah. Uh, just, oh yeah, that's a great, like yeah. wh- when, when do you foresee yourself doing yeah. that? Could you give me a timeline please? <laughs> and, and now I realize that his movement through the universe is such a gift yeah, but, yeah, to me a because gift to I, we would both blow up. We would blow up in flames if we yeah, were both like it me. Could be. If he were type one, he'd be, it'd be just combustion. Yes. But type two children can be told they're, um, they need to hurry up too often. Um, they're not, they need to talk, speak louder. Uh, the joke with Chris and Anne, why two type two children can mumble and they understand each other. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know what you two are saying. People on Instagram are like, I have to turn up my volume to hear Andrew. Like, I know. I'm like, it's full. I know. He's full blast. <laughs> when I started dating my type two husband, I came from a really loud family. I mean, I'm a big personality and I am the most meek of the entire group, which is kind of funny because I have all brothers. But he said after we, um, Dated for a while, he'd have to hold the phone off the his ear. <laughs> I was apparently yelling and didn't know it. Oh, jeez. So type two children, you need to just connect with them in a more gentle way. They're very motivated. They're very smart. They're very capable. Nobody has a market of any type on being successful. Anybody can be. I can name, you know, there are of the Forbes richest whatever of the world. There's t- every type on there. Sure. You know, there's... Every type that's ever been a leader in government and whatever. Although we did a survey recently. I did. I actually, before the election of 2020, I profiled every governor. Because you can find a list and see all their photos. And I was really curious. And we have it. It's an article on the Dressing Your True site. We'll have to look at that. What were the results? Which type do you think would be predominantly governors? Three? Nope. One. Yep. Really? By a large margin. But secondary three, maybe? No, well, secondaries were kind of all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go, I can do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was no, a lot. They that's were, interesting. You know. But ones are really likable. Very much. They have yeah. charisma. They yeah. um they people can really want to sell be ideas. Ones, I've noticed. And, you know, they're they're uh people, they're they engage people easily. Yeah. yeah. I think type two, I think type two, it kind of went in order. 
One, two, three, four. Four was the least. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Of the female governors, though, they were predominantly type three, which I think oh, makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Because they push, you know, push yeah. the envelope. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. where no one's gone, kind of a thing. And they've got to do that. And yeah, the challenge, mm-hmm. the challenge of yeah. that opportunity, you know. So that that made sense. But I was surprised that type one were That's the. That's really interesting. Made sense after I, I thought, well, you know, look at the role they play. And. But then we go to type three energy, and now we've got, again, where type one is more out, type two is moving in, flowing in, type three pushes out. So it's a push forward. If it were movement in water, it'd be like Niagara Falls or a faucet filling a tub. It causes a reaction of some kind. You know, it's kind of push of water that could create electricity. So it has a function. And so the push forward, determined, assertive energy, their gift is, well, their connection to the world is physical. I have enough info. Let's go. I'm going to learn as I go. I got to learn as I'm moving forward. I can't sit here and read this thing anymore. Yeah. Give me the bullet points. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. And so they'll move forward with um, a hands-on learning experience. And they like the outdoor, you know, they like something that's very hands-on in projects, doing something, you know, like making something, even sweeping your floor, you yeah. know, satisfying. You're like, oh, look they're good helpers. Floor. Yeah. And then the, um, the gift is because of that push forward movement, they move into action easily and they move others into action. And in the child world, every action towards them can get a reaction, So depending on if your action towards them is open and inviting them to move forward in a direction you want, their reaction will be favorable. If your action towards them is stopping them, shutting them down, their reaction to that will be in your face. It will be pushing you now. Their reaction will be, uh, appear to be uncooperative. So you really have to learn how to work with this energy so that you get a cooperative reaction. Mm -hmm. And not one that's uh, a battle because they will push hard and they will out, they'll beat you in their push. Yeah. Quite they, they will ask the question, can I have the Sprite 95 times until you can't Correct. say They're no determined. anymore. They're yeah. determined. Mm-hmm. That determination will play out then. So it's really important with every type child that they're invested, even at the youngest stages of, you know, that they're given opportunities to apply this energy to something that exhausts it, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that yeah. enrolls it, that allows it to be used. Absolutely. Because they'll, they'll have to apply it to things that aren't useful, like give me my spray. Right. Yeah. No, our type three son is in 10 hours a week of skiing and, and baseball. Yeah. And, yeah, it goes. and it seems crazy, I think to other people, but we noticed a significant difference. You know, yeah. when the lockdown happened, it was. Yeah, it was tough. tough. Type three kids probably had the toughest time with that having to be contained. Yeah. They do great at, you know, I've heard from parents where their type three children go to outdoor school in places, you know, like oh, Oregon. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, there's a lot of variables in the school education world, thankfully, and they're probably going to get more variable after Well, because historically schools aren't really conducive to a type three child, are they? Not if they're- um, Like a traditional it, public school. It all comes down to the teacher's type so yeah. often. Yeah. You know, I did okay because I had- teachers that really saw my type three then and it was favorable to them you know but then I was pretty wounded and I would just 
try and get their favor too, you know? So I don't know if I'm the best example. I wouldn't say I was living in my truth as a child, but their detriment is because they have determination and their energy is bigger than them till about age four or five. So they created the category of terrible twos and threes. Yes. They created that category. The energy is bigger than them. They, I, love, they are, I love that. That is they got to so grow into it, and you kind of just have to suck it up and get through that period. Yeah, my daughter has a type three son. When he was two, two and a half, three, he uh, was still in a crib at about eighteen months. He'd climb out of the crib, take his onesie off, take the diaper off, pull all the toys out. Okay, she knew he's too young to discipline or even try and teach anything different. She put the onesie on backwards, removed all the toys from the room, and she would then lock the door from the outside. She removed any ability for him to get his hands on stuff. And he went to sleep. Yeah. See what I'm saying? See, she didn't get bugged by it. She didn't fault him. She understood. I'm a very determined type three child, and I've got to work with He's too young to do anything. Yeah, that was brilliant of her. Yeah, that is great. Good for you. I have distinct memories of my type three son, like throwing a sippy cup at my head and me just crying and him throwing oh, things at the door. You should have gone outside and just thrown sippy cups yes, or something. Yes, that's what we should have done. <laughs> and also he crawled out of his crib at 18 months. So maybe yeah, that's yeah, a well, type it's a challenge. three thing. Yeah. It's a challenge. No, these are my the kids that will, yeah. you know, you'll wake up and they're already up and they're two and a half, three, and they've pushed the stool up and climbed up and they've poured their own cereal, you know. Yeah. These, are, these are type three children. These are, the, you know, the stories of... Young children taking their family car. Yeah, those are always three. type three. <laughs> <laughs> always, <laughs> it's funny. I'm that like, funny. Oh, there's another type three that decided they could drive. Yeah, you know, when they're they 10. can do anything, and that's their gift yeah. too. Is like, yeah, my son that's a three. He really believes he can do anything. Yeah, they walk with a louder. You know, they're just louder, more oh, substantial down the in stairs, their presence. loud, yeah. always and moving. So you just have to work with that and not. Um, each, these children, now we're not ever suggesting that they just get to act however they want. Every child at the appropriate age has to learn how to sit quietly and be respectful of other people around them, you know, but you don't take a three-year-old type three to a restaurant. They're going to open the salt container. You know what I'm saying? Just know your audience. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> don't put them in scenarios where you're setting them up for dis- being disciplined. They're not ready. And yet, as children mature, a type four child's going to be able to sit at a restaurant much younger than a type three child. Yep. You got to work with what what their tendencies are and not set them up for failure I and negative feedback. And so they're, you know, if they're getting shushed a lot, if they're to- being told to settle down, calm down, if they're telling they're too loud, if you're calling them defiant, then you're, they're getting shamed and they need, you need to switch some things up so that they are seen as an attribute rather than a nuisance. Right. Because these are the children, and you go on the Child Whisper Facebook page, it's occasionally those of us that are type threes in that space have to stand up for our fellow type three five-year-olds. <laughs> yes. like Parents. Wait a minute. Yeah, like you'll see a parent. Oh no, I think I might be pregnant with a type three. I'm like, come on. 
I know. They get a bad rap. Yeah, they get a bad rap. Yeah. I'm like, it's a good thing I'm a type three, see, because I have great empathy for this crowd. Yes, and you can grow up, you can show up for them and say, hey, they actually turn out to be really successful people. Look, you wouldn't know this if I weren't a type three. We have a bunch of questions about type three, so we'll go back into there, but we'll talk about type four really quick. Okay, and- type four is your more, um, now we're going to go inward again with the energy. But the inward is more into the mind. They're intellectual. It's a very still, precise, balanced, symmetrical, um, an energy that's just very, it has a lot of structure. If it were water, it'd be like an iceberg. Mm-hmm. It'd be a frozen pond. Still, a stillness. Now, a lot of people misinterpret that as like they, they sit, like sitting still. Like, no, it's an inner stillness that they need that's not, if not supported, they get are under stress. They have an exactness to them and they connect with the world intellectually. And they have this ability to keenly see what's out of balance, what could be made better. That is their gift. Now that you've, the actions created a result. Cause see, we started with an idea and hope questions, details. Let's make a plan. Let's put the plan into action, create the outcome. Now the type four is going to step back and observe with a keen eye what could be made better. So perfecting is their nature. So you might have a type four five-year-old that you feel parents you. They're going to correct you. They're going to tell you Mm -hmm. a better way. They're going to call you out when you're not following through, like you said, with another child. Mm-hmm. How can they get away with it? Fairness is huge in their world because that's balance. There's balance. Everyone's treated the same. It's fair. You know? And so they, they get the rap of um, a know-it-all. Um, they're called the more serious child. So type three is the determined child. Okay, I'll go through type one, fun-loving child, type two, sensitive child, type three, determined child, type four, more serious child. Right. Because they'll seem uh, like they're... Parents will worry about them. They're not social enough. Uh, They're too adult-like. You know, they're not childlike enough. Well, they're just very, they're intellectual. So we see, we refer to that as being an adult. Well, they have the connection with the world through their minds and their intellect. And because of that inner stillness that serves them, they spend more, they are served by more time alone and more private time. They need time to re- their renewal is going within, you know, we teach in the adult world and addressing your truth. And we do, I teach a lot of energy profiling, um, advance info in my lifestyle content and type fours will get up and meditate in the morning to get their day set into it. I'm like, why would I want to get up and sit down again? <laughs> yeah. I, just got up. I just got up. <laughs> I got to move, but type four, they want to meditate and listen to something or study. And yeah. I'm like, I got to get out, man. So yeah. my thing for type three is I got to get moving and work out. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but that was a big aha for me. Cause I'm like, cause that's really pitched in the whole mindful, m- mindfulness world, get up and meditate. And I was just like, that was like torture. Yeah. Like, no, I can't I wait. Up. Like, how long have I been here? I can't wait my watch. Have I meditated long enough? But I think threes have the ability to like, I can get on my Peloton and ride my yeah, bike yeah. and say my affirmations yeah. to myself and yeah, get multitask. and grounded. Yeah, absolutely. Those that say multitasking is uh, not possible, do you not understand? 
Right. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. The only way I know how to do it. But type four uh, children need privacy if they have to share a room. And people get, they are the don't touch my stuff crowd. Mm -hmm. The things they value, they are very efficient and they take great care. So how do you approach that with sharing? Like with. Well, my type four grandson, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she had him choose the things that. He just did not want anyone having access to. Mm. And they bought a um, something that had a lock on it. Like, like a whether, safe or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a... Well, it was just like a container. Right. But they could seal it. it like, no one could get into it. I love that because it's... it's it was it's, his. Yes. I, and, and they I still do that. A, I still, think that's He's important. 14 now and, and that's... His mom, his type one mom, dropped the ball on his high school registration. And I, I'm like... You what? And this is like, this is like the worst thing you I could do. Oh my gosh. Her t- I said, oh my gosh, how is he still alive? How's he doing? Because I know how serious this is for his brain. Like what? Because he got put back on a wait list. Oh I'm like, my oh no, gosh. it was a big deal. And she's like, I know, I know. She, he was so good about it. I said, did he just melt down though? Did he like cry? He's like, oh yeah, we were all crying. And she's married to a type four husband. And I said, Jenny, do you understand their brains cannot even compute something of this importance? How you would have dropped the, do you understand they don't even compute they don't even, this? They can't even real. I no, have a picture of they my dashboard. They can't even like, how no, is this possible? Like- she said, mom, that's what her husband, he said, do you realize we, uh, I don't understand how you could even not. And I fully how you understand. forgot about this. So I talked to my grandson and I just said, how you doing? I said, I'm sorry, you were so stressed. It's all right. I think it's going to work out. And I said, well, I'll include you in my prayers that you'll get into the high school. <laughs> I said, Seth, why didn't you, with something of this so important to you, why did you not take, why didn't you just say you need to be, I need, I want to be the one. I asked my daughter that too. Why weren't, wasn't he in charge of it? Or and you just told him what he had to do. This kid would have had it done. No problem. He's very capable. He's homeschooling himself basically, mm-hmm. but he decided he wanted to go back to high school. Yeah. And we joke with him. We say, well, we expect you to have your bachelor's by the time you're 18. I mean, he's just a really good student. He loves studying. He not all type, type fours are all or nothing. They love it. They're all in, man. It's like all in. Yeah. If they're not, they're like mm, all out, all out. And he's just a real good student, loves to learn. And he goes, yeah. I said, well, maybe you're just getting practice because you'll probably end up marrying someone like your mom. And he goes, not if I can help it. Because <laughs> <laughs> most type one and fours pair up and most type twos and threes pair up. Interesting. It's just kind of you tracked your opposite. I'd say 75, 80% up you're with someone that's the opposite of your type. And it serves you well because they remember the things I have. I was saying, I have a picture on my dashboard, um, like that I took in my car and it says parent teacher conferences, 1230. And Quinn had put it on my car. He just, and I appreciate that. And I think as you learn about these energy types, you get to not see yourself as bad for being the mom that forgets the things. It's just your truth. And and it's not that you're not working towards Jenny's not like that. It was a rare moment in her life where I was like, why did you not put a reminder in your phone? I said, anything I know I have to be on top of that's not, that's critical. I, I get a reminder. 
Yeah. Because I know I have a chance of going, oh, dang it. Yes. Yes. But I think the energy types allow us that grace kind of for the things that we're maybe not as good at. Yeah. Right? So, you know, there's no one type better than another. I think we're, we come with a history of uh, being in experience with different energy types. I see parents struggle with different kids because they have issues with that same type parent they haven't worked out. So they bring it over subconsciously into that. It, mm-hmm. it triggers them. And because they had they were at odds with the parent, didn't understand them. You see parents that have children of the same type that aren't able to honor that type still because they don't honor it in themselves. That's common. And so there's a lot of healing that goes on once you learn this information to just go... Yeah, we don't go to Niagara Falls and go, that is so pushy, you know, so aggravating. We go and enjoy the beauty of it, but we judge the same movement in people to Mm. be a negative. And so it's an opportunity to see it all as beautiful and raise your kids so they can live their truth and not have to need someone like me. All right. That's all we have for part one of episode six. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you again to Carol for being willing to impart such wonderful wisdom on us. You can visit her at thechildwhisperer.com and use code DEARJENNA to get the book for $15. Thank you again for carving out the time to listen today. And I look forward to seeing you next week.